Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one strict page of Talmud every day. Friends, listeners, brothers and sisters, today's page, the Darim 10 and 11, I'm going to be honest, is a little bit difficult for me because it speaks of boundaries. And if you listen to the show long enough, you know, I'm not always the greatest person in the world when it comes to boundaries, particularly the one boundary mentioned in the following segment from the Darim 10. Have a listen. And Rabbi Elazar HaKapar, by the way, one of my absolute favorite uh, rabbis, Rabbi Elazar HaKapar, the distinguished, agrees, as it is taught in a baraita that Rabbi Elazar HaKapar, the distinguished, says, it is written with regard to the priest who sacrificed the offering of a Nazarite, and he shall make atonement for him for that he sinned against the soul. Against which soul did the Nazarite sin? Rather, his sin is that he caused himself suffering by refraining from wine. Suffering, dear listener, I am very open about the fact I have never caused myself. Are these matters not inferred a fortiori, just as this Nazarite who causes himself suffering only by refraining from wine is called a sinner? One who causes himself suffering by refraining from everything is all the more so to be considered a sinner. From here, it can be derived that whoever fasts unnecessarily is called a sinner. The Talmud is basically telling us, don't punish yourself. Don't, don't, don't be a martyr. Life is here for our enjoyment. And whoever places unnecessary suffering upon themselves, uh, well, that person ain't good. This is such a profound statement, so deep, so different than what so many of us think of as, quote-unquote, religion, that to make sense of it, I called, well, you know who I called, because there's obviously only one man that I call for such existential issues, my friend and teacher and yours, Rabbi David Bashevkin. how are you, my friend? Leah, what an absolute joy to be, you know, in the still beginning and watching Tractate Nidarim unfold, this fascinating tractate which gets to the heart of the kind of the Talmudic philosophy of language. If the great philosopher Wittgenstein ever wrote a tractate of Talmud, I have no doubt that it would be Nidarim. And what the Talmud is discussing at this page is really a foundational issue as it relates to Nidarim. Let's translate what Nidarim are loosely, like a vow or an oath. And what's absolutely fascinating on this page is the Talmud is asking, is this practice of swearing something off, of saying, you know, I'm swearing off chocolate, I'm swearing off bad food, I'm swearing off certain places that I go, I'm swearing off certain behaviors that I do, is this good for the Jews or bad for the Jews? On the one hand, it's good for the Jews because it kind of shows some discipline. It shows that, look, this is something that I can't control myself around. This is something that I can't be involved in. I need to swear this off. On the other hand, what's fascinating on this page is that Revelazar Hakapar is saying that you're actually called a sinner for relinquishing, for swearing off 
items through these mechanisms of Nidarim and Nazirus, that this is actually an act of sin. And what really compounds the conundrum is the fact that Revelazar HaKapar, who sounds like you're, it's a sin regardless of whether or not you actually live up to it, meaning I just want to make it very clear to our listeners. He's not saying it's a sin because, look, at the end of the day, you and I both know, Liel, if you swore off wine, you're still going to be sneaking in a little bit of wine. Like, like Lord knows that. Just, just a bottle or two by dinner. Just a bottle or two. But that's not the reason why you're called a sinner. Let's say you swear off wine and you don't touch it and you don't come near it. You're still called a sinner. And what's fascinating about this is that it contradicts something else that he says in a different passage, which seems to say, and all of the commentaries bring this up, which is that, no, it's only problematic if you break it. You're not actually called a sinner if you go through with it, which contradicts what he's saying on our page, which is that you're a sinner regardless. And there's a fascinating response that really helps us understand the Talmudic relationship with boundaries itself that Tosos points out, one of the great commentaries of the Talmud. And what Tosos says is that the notion of individual boundaries in and of itself have a moral ambiguity to them. By definition, the fact that you are taking individual boundaries is a product of the fact that different people have different inclinations. Different people struggle with different addictions, different desires, different wants. It's a product of ultimately our, our humanity, and our humanity is unique. But there's also something that is very holy and very righteous about taking boundaries, which is why this is so hotly debated. And that is that it allows us to recognize that we are imperfect, we are human, and that part of our imperfection, part of our humanity requires us to reflect and say, what are the places, what are the foods, what are the items, what are the people in my life that I need to create boundaries around, that bring out the worst parts of me? But this is founded on the fact that even the very need for these boundaries are a part of human imperfection. And I think this ambiguity threads itself throughout our entire tractate. The ambiguity of the need to swear off certain people and things and ideas in your life is the ambiguity of human nature itself, of that ultimately we are imperfect and part of our imperfection requires us to have maybe a little bit more fluidity in our characterizations, that what for some people might be super wonderful and easy, a glass of wine, and for other people can be nefarious and really the downfall and the upending of their entire lives. And that very ambiguity speaks to the ambiguity of our very humanity and it lays at the heart of our entire tractate. I am very grateful for this very, very wise commentary, but I am still going to enjoy a glass or seven with dinner tonight. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. L'chaim Liel, and my absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. 
Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.